Hold please. The Knackered Golfist now driving. Welcome to the Knackered Golfist. I'm quite excited about this week's uh, U.S. Open from Wingfoot in Moronimek, New York. I hope I said that right. But um, I uh, have been watching some sort of research footage, as I would call it, from watching YouTube videos leading up to this moment where I'm talking. And um, I have been fascinated with past winners, past champions of the U.S. Open at Wingfoot, predominantly back in 1974 when uh, Haler won the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. And he... uh, his score was so astronomically high, it was unbelievable, because it was the year after Johnny Miller shot his 63 at Oakmont, which was the year that he won the U.S. Open, and he shot 63. So they really had to make the 74 U.S. Open extremely difficult, and they did, because the winning score, Hail Irwin shot, I mean, it was 7 over was the winning score. And from the video that I was watching on YouTube, there was a bunch of fascinating footage of, um, you know, golf, old golf equipment, old golf players, and you can just see the, uh, the Bellata ball flighting, flighting in the air. And from what I remember, Hale Irwin, he was such a straight driver of the golf ball. So Hale Irwin was really accurate off the tee, and he was really accurate with his irons back in that time. And I think Predominantly, he played, I think he played a, a, a cut for most of his career, but he was just so accurate off the tee. I think he was regarded as probably one of the greatest drivers of the golf ball ever to play the golf on tour. And uh, I think it was him, Greg Norman, um, Calvin Pete was also very accurate. And so from seeing footage of the golf course, just how it's prepared. I mean, Gil Hance brought back some, of, brought back probably, if not all, of the A.W. Tillinghast original design of the greens. And from from what I was seeing on the YouTube channel or the the Golf Digest video, was the greens are actually square, if not rectangle, in most places, and they're just they're so different from any other sort of greens that that I've ever seen. I mean, I've never seen, I've never seen greens like that. And so the greens, there's, there's gotta be plenty of options for folks to put pins to, uh, to really scare the golfer into making that crucial shot or crucial mistake. And I don't know if sucker pins are the right word, but I mean, winged foot is just looks immaculate for one thing. I was also watching the, um, the documentary they did on the maintenance crew with, uh, with Steve Rabideau, who's the, uh, the golf course superintendent there. And just the amount of time and effort it takes to prepare a U.S. open golf course is immense. And it's, that's why it's immaculate. You know, you have your mowing, you have your, planning you have your spraying you have your soil amendments you have irrigation you have fertilizing manicuring you know letting the rough grow going in there and trimming the rough you know making sure everything's sharp all that stuff and making sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to do it's just a it's an orchestra of people doing things to prepare a golf course 
and the amount of time and effort that it takes to maintain a golf course like that it really it really is is amazing how much time goes into that so and I actually experienced that firsthand when I when I did an internship at Riviera during the uh, 1998 U.S. Senior Open because I was working long, long, long hours doing doing important things, and it was just a, it was just an amazing experience. And so, I mean, I didn't do a U.S. Open thing, but a U.S. Senior Open is pretty darn close to how a U.S. Open is prepared. I mean. The, just i would say the u.s senior open just might be a tad shorter and it's also i mean it's also four days because the senior tour events are usually three days but it's a four-day event and there's a cut and there's all this other stuff but the winged foot golf course is just unbelievable it's it's i don't know how long it is but it looks it looks extremely long it looks extremely the fairways are so so tight um they're tight the the I think there's more of a I think there's a graduated sort of rough. You have your sort of first cut of rough and then you have your second tier rough and then you have your thir- tertiary rough. I mean, that's like 5 to 7 inches, something like that. It's just amazing, you know. They actually have their rough uh f- you know, healthy. It's just healthy stands of grass and it's it's just amazing. You could you could throw a ball in there and it'll be lost and for one thing with no fans there it's going to be it's going to be paramount for the volunteers to be able to see where the balls are because there aren't going to be any fans there to tell you where the ball is so that's going to be one thing one thing to look out for and i hope they pay those volunteers and i hope they give the maintenance crew guys a bonus after this thing is all done because it is such an undertaking such an undertaking in the in documentary they actually had employee uh grounds housing there at the golf course which i thought was amazing and um just because that's how many i mean you spend you're there at 4 30 in the morning and then you're probably thinking about leaving at about seven and then you finally get the okay okay it's all right you can go home you can get some dinner and you can get some sleep but be back here fresh at 4 30 to do, to do it all again so it's just amazing. It's just amazing what goes into a U.S. Open golf course before, you know, leading up to the U.S. Open. And this year is totally different because they were going to have it in June, and they have to set their schedule, you know, two, three years in advance for the for the June setting because they redid all the greens with the, the Gil Hance, uh, you know, architect stuff that had to happen, and, and they had... They had um, these huge digging machines in there to dig out the original uh, soil or whatever, and, but they saved the uh, they saved the original greens, and they um, you know did uh, did all the laser grading. I mean, they laser graded each green like three or four times, and it's just amazing what went into that. And they used old photos to to bring back the whole. I mean, take number eighteen green for example. I guess uh, A.W. Tillinghast really wanted to use the 18th green as sort of a stepping stone or stepping uh, stairs to get into the clubhouse, which is kind of a, I don't know if it was metaphorical, because I I have no clue about uh, golf course design. All I know is 
all I know is, you know, by the names, you know, A.W. Tillinghast, you know, Donald Ross, Alistair McKenzie, all those guys, you know, um, Tom Fazio, Kyle Phillips. Kyle Phillips redid the uh, the U.S. Senior Open site in 2015, Del Paso Country Club, and they had the U.S. Senior Open there. So congratulations, Kyle Phillips, on that. So anyway, um, all of the all of the stuff, all the stuff that goes into a U.S. Open course is just such a. I mean, you take any tour event, you know, it's practically it's it it's probably not as it may or may not be as intense as it is for U.S. Open, but you know, a, a, at least a U.S. Open course has a lot more time to sort of get ready, and they have dedicated amount of time for people to just you know let the course grow and let the course sort of settle in and sort of come into its own kind of thing but just you know it's immaculate just that whole place is immaculate so i watched a few other videos about billy casper and about uh hale Irwin and also about uh fuzzy zeller I had no idea that Fuzzy uh, had a playoff with Greg Norman in 84. I thought it was all decided on the Sunday when um, when they finished on 18, but I guess not. They played an 18-hole playoff the next day, and I guess he beat him like by six strokes or something like that. So that was Greg Norman's closest to, to winning a U.S. Open. But the thing is, they didn't have a video for Jeff Ogilvie, so, um, who won in 2006 after the Colin Montgomery and Phil Mickelson collapse. But um, I'm just excited. I'm excited about this tournament. I really don't know what to expect. I mean, all I can think of is going into last year, we were expecting conditions to be a lot more firm and a lot more um, dry and a lot more um, hard conditions to be. I mean, the wind never kicked up last year at Pebble Beach. And that's a big reason why the tournament had such had such low um, scoring numbers. And I don't remember what Gary Woodland's total was, but uh, it seemed like Pebble Beach played a lot easier than it should have. Because back in 92, when Tom Kite won, that course was a bear. That course was really, really difficult because you had the wind, you had hard baked greens... And also, even when Tiger, I think Tiger and Graham McDowell, I think the greens were baked on those too. But just for some reason, the greens weren't as baked um, at Pebble Beach last year as they have been in the past. So, I guess there's this new USG new USG guy that replaced Mike Davis, um, Bodenhammer, I think his name is, and. I'm just wondering if that was sort of a gentle sort of, hello, I'm the new USGA guy, and this is kind of how I want things, but yet next year is at Wingfoot, but we'll, we'll, we'll really bring out the course at Wingfoot next year. And so um, I'm just excited. I, I really don't have any expectations. I mean, yes, I do. I really don't want it to rain. I don't want it to rain, and I don't want the scores to be just like a bomb and gouge kind of thing. And I don't think, from the looks of the course on the um, on the flyovers, it looks extremely, extremely tight. I mean, they had the story about Billy Casper on the third hole was like 214 yards or something like that, 230 yards. I don't know, but he laid up each day on that hole. 
and he got a par on that hole on each day, and he won the tournament back in 1959. So past winners include, I think, Bobby Jones won uh, a U.S. Open. It was probably in, like, 22 or 23 is when he won, about 100 years ago. Can you believe that? Bobby Jones, man. But um, I'm just excited. I'm excited. I hope there's no rain. I hope um, we don't have any any problems with um, with USGA hassling people on the green like they did with Dustin Johnson back at Oakmont in 2016. Um, I really hope that doesn't happen. I really think I really think with um, the amount of of uh, buildup that's been happening with this course and this event, it'll be great. I'm really excited. I'm really excited about Wingfoot, and I'm really starting to sort of get to know uh, the holes a bit more. Um, I think the holes that stick out to me, I can't remember if there's a bunch of trees that sort of over, that sort of are on the left side of the green on uh, certain holes that I think for an incoming uh, high trajectory shot, I mean, the tree could come into play. And if they tuck a pin behind a tree, you know, you'd have to draw that ball in to get close to the to the hole. It's be like it's like, oh wow, that should be uh, that should be unbelievable. So, I think um, as far as picks go, and so Dustin Johnson's really hot right now. I mean, he had this amount of buildup going into the the Masters a few years ago, and then he fell on a staircase. But um, I've got six guys that I think could win. I think. Um, Dustin Johnson, um, Justin Thomas, Adam Scott, Cameron Champ, Bubba Watson, and Terrell Hatton. That's who I think one of those guys could win. So anyway, so thank you for listening. And, oh, as far as coverage goes, I heard that there's going to be like 18 hours a day. I, I could be wrong. It could be like most of the, if not all, all day it'll be between golf channel peacock channel nbc sports and maybe the usga website um i heard that on thursday and friday nbc will be picking up coverage in the afternoon and so national golf will be on nbc uh thursday and friday afternoon which will be awesome and i'm so glad nbc is doing it again and I'm so glad that uh, that NBC is just doing this again. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So I'm really excited. And I hope you have a great U.S. Open weekend. And this is sort of a belated Father's Day present for me. So, And the 24 Hours of Lamar is happening Saturday as well. So that'll be fun. Anyway, thanks for listening to the Knackered Golfist. Enjoy the U.S. Open here in 2020 from Wingfoot in Moronimek, New York. Thanks for listening to the Knackered Golfist. Four, please. The Knackered Golfist now driving. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. This is the Knackered Golfist Radio Network.